on the ump ostensibly a baseball podcast ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in tonight is thursday september 26th coming at you from champaign illinois my name is joel and with me tonight as per usual is sam sam how's it going hey joel i'm doing well i'm coming at you as usual from southampton new york And my hot take for today is that the 2019 Boston Red Sox are a bunch of bums. Yeah. They're fucking bums. (laughs) Yeah, fucking bums. They won, you know, the most games in in team history last year, won the World Series, breezed through the season, come back this year with basically the same squad, and despite like breakout seasons by Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts, and Eduardo Rodriguez, they managed to not even come close to finishing second in their league. They finished third, like 19 and a half games out of first place. <laughs> Fucking embarrassing. It's an embarrassment, and they're a bunch of bums. And I know that they fired Dave Dombrowski, but I think that they need to keep going and fire a bunch more people. That's what I think. Fire everyone. Yeah, fire fucking clean house. Fire you know, the janitor. No one deserves a job after this season. <laughs> the second greatest tradition in ba- maybe third greatest tradition in baseball history, you bunch of bums. Yeah, bunch of bums. Bunch of bums. All right, ladies and gentlemen from uh, Champaign, Illinois, I am Joel. My hot take this evening, Labrador Creator says the breed is his life's regret. Lab- Labradoodle. Labradoodle, thank you. Wally Conron of the Australian Broadcasting Corporation said on a podcast last week, I opened a Pandora box and released a Frankenstein monster. Of course, the analogy there is that the Frankenstein monster is the Labradoodle, and he himself is the Frankenstein. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Right, but he's also Pandora. Because yeah. he opened the box. So he is both Pandora and Frankenstein for yeah. breeding this beloved breed of dog. Yeah. And That's what we like to call a mixed metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not the most successful metaphor that you could come up with. Or maybe that's what he was going for. I don't know. That's a right. good question. More to the point, I'm giving out this as my hot take because it was suggested to us by our good friend Jesse. And just to remember that when Jesse was on this podcast, we had a lot less baseball-related content. We barely talked about sports at all. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse, if you're listening, we miss you. Come on back to the show sometime. Jesse, we know you're not listening right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) More Labradoodle content. Less talk about war or something like that. (laughs) We don't talk about war that much because we no. don't understand what no, it is. We don't, we don't understand that. Analytics in this age, only nerds talk about analytics. Seriously. Yeah. We are not a nerd podcast. This is not a nerd podcast. This is a baseball podcast. 
And thanks to everyone who was listening to last week's series of episodes. We finished our three-part series on the life and times of Mo Berg. Um, I really like those episodes, so I would like you to check those out. That was part of our B-Block book club. We also had an A-Block last week. We talked about how all hockey players are on cocaine. Like I said, probably. Like I said, this is not a nerd podcast. This is a podcast about how talking... How awesome it would be if any everyone playing hockey was on cocaine. Probably. Because they probably are. <laughs> Sam, 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 are you the lawyer? Are you a lawyer on this episode? Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly on cocaine all the time. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who lives in Bronx, New York, Mountain View, California, Tel Aviv, Israel, Monticello, Illinois, Eight Mile Plains, Australia, Lake... Panasofsky, Florida, Hardwick, Vermont, Dublin, California, Sandy, Oregon, Barcelona, Spain. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Be sure to check us out on all your social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you listen to us on Apple iTunes, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. And tell your friends. It's a funny podcast. Really, it is. You ready? Yeah. All right. Let's get into this week's sports hot takes and headlines. All right, Sam. The Milwaukee, and by Milwaukee, I mean San Diego Padres, have finally fired their manager, Andy Green, after three losing seasons. Padre fans had reason to be optimistic this season with the the offseason signing of marquee free agent Manny Machado. Close friend of alleged pedophile Kobe Bryant. And I don't think he's even an alleged pedophile. Well, it was a statutory rape settlement. Oh, was it it statutory rape? Yeah, the girl was like 16 years old. In Colorado? Yeah. Oh, I thought she was, I had no idea she was 16. She was underage. That was the Uh, whole thing. That makes it even worse. I really hate that. It wasn't, he didn't rape her. It was like consensual pedophilia. Yeah, but by definition, that that's not a thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't forceable. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Let's not talk about that anymore. We're done yeah, with that. Yeah, no. He's a yeah. terrible person. <laughs> yeah. We can only yeah. Bring we are anti-Kobe Bryant on this podcast. All right. Moving on. The team, that is the Padres, failed to even be interesting in the division dominated by the L.A. Dodgers once again, and they showed Andy Green the door presumably because he was teaching the players to do yoga and braid hemp necklaces instead of play baseball, and Eric Hosmer and Manny Machado were just on the ocean side the entire season smoking weed and surfing, like right. like fun guys are going to do. Yeah. So, Sam, here's my question for you. Do you think Green is his actual real last name, or do you think that's his nickname he picked up because he was the one who sold good weed in high school in the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. That's why his last name is Green. Mr. Green. Yeah, Mr. Green. Dr. Green, they call yeah. him. I got to call Dr. Green. Got to call up Dr. Green. I got to call Regis Philbin. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I also hear that he's a sick hacky sacker. <laughs> <laughs> he's like really good at hacky sack. Probably. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, Allegedly really good at hacky sack. Yeah. 
uh, I think that, you know, I think that, you know, there's no reason for, like, if the Padres do not become a competitive baseball team, then they have no one to blame but themselves. Like, Agreed. There's a lot of talent there. Uh, that's an ownership group that is willing to spend money to win, uh, and they were unable to do so, and so they fired the manager. Yeah. One thing that I've noticed is that at least the top two free agent pickups, Machado and that guy out east, Bryce Harper, did not really improve their team's uh, yeah, neither, of the playoffs. neither of them in the playoffs. Neither of them in the playoffs. Neither of them got much better than they were last year in terms of wins and losses. Am I am I wrong about that? I don't know. I honestly do not pay attention to the Philadelphia Phillies or the Milwaukee Padres. Right. Uh, Goldschmidt's on the Cardinals. They won the NL Central. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Technically, <laughs> not yet. We were talking about this before they we have, got They're only one game ahead of Milwaukee. Like Milwaukee could be looking at another game 163. Oof. All right. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what do you do if you're the Milwaukee Padres? I mean, move to Milwaukee, probably, because that's you're a the... city that like breeds competitive spirit, apparently. It does. What <laughs> if they got Joe Madden as their next manager? Right. We're going to talk about that later, too, though. But I just wanted to bring that up because his laid-back red wine drinking ways might fit in really well with that culture down in California. Right. Does he surf? That's the real question. I bet you he does. There's one thing you know about Andy Green is that guy fucking surfs. For <laughs> yeah. <sure>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is there any way to get rid of the Dodgers... Deathlock on the NL West? I mean, they're still a pretty young team, but they're going to get old in a couple of years, probably. Like, the Padres are younger, you know? Uh-huh. And I think that they could make a move in the next couple of years if they decided to, like, try to work hard, you know? But it's just it's hard to do down there in sunny Southern California. And they're, like, hopping over to Tijuana every weekend to fucking yeah. party, you know what I mean? Like, it's difficult. <laughs> Right. And there has long been the opinion of this podcast that Eric Hosmo and Manny Machado did not sign on with the Padres to be hard workers. They right. signed on to get paid, to hang out in the sun, smoke weed, yeah. and have nobody actually pay attention to them. Yeah, Hosmer's already won a World Series, and Manny Machado has never played on a winning team in his fucking life. And, doesn't and he's making bank, yeah. Why yeah. should he even care? He doesn't. All right. All right. So see you later, Padres. Yeah. See, you later. see you next year, Andy yeah. Green. Andy Green. <clears throat> or not. He's probably yep. going to be like, he's going to Tibet and like to find himself, probably. He's going to go hike the Appalachian. Yeah, he's going to just go live in a Buddhist monastery in Tibet for a couple of <laughs> years to get in touch with his chi, you know? And then he's going to come back. He's going to be Batman. Right. Right. He's going to come back. He's just going to become a heroin addict. Yeah, that's that's the same thing. (laughs) 
All right, moving on. Moving and on. This next story, this is probably the most dump on the ump of all <laughs> dump on the ump stories that we've ever covered, despite the fact that it doesn't involve baseball. Right. Uh, this story has to do with beer money sign guy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, a college football fan who held up a sign on a boring and pointless ESPN program called College Dame Day Live, uh, the sign was asking for beer money, and the image of him on that show went viral. <clears throat> the sign read, Bush Light Supply Need Replenished, which is not even a grammatically correct sentence. Right. Uh, and it had the sign holder's Venmo account printed on the sign as well. Um, and because it's a college football program and college football fans are like really low on the intelligence spectrum, uh, a lot of people started donating money to him, and this blew up. Uh, they got a lot of money. Um, Anheuser Busch, the parent company of Bush Light, picked up and donated like three hundred twenty thousand dollars to this guy's uh, Venmo account after he announced that he was going to take all the money that he got and donate it to the local Des Moines Children's Hospital. Right, so. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty nice, right? Right. Wrong. Oh! Yeah. If you couldn't have guessed this, it turns out to the surprise of nobody that this <laughs> college football fan was a racist teenager and put some racist tweets out there that were brought to light during his meteoric rise to fame. Right. Uh, Anheuser-Busch cut ties with the guy although he, they did like make good on their donation to the Children's Hospital. Uh, and he had to go on national television and make a public apology. So my question to you, Joel, is was any of this necessary? No. Literally every step of this, literally every step of this situation was not necessary. Was it necessary for this guy to bring this sign to college game day? No. Was it necessary for him to ask for money to su resupply his bush light supply? No. Was it necessary for people to give him money about it? No. Was it necessary for him to give it to a children's cancer hospital? Technically, no. Although that's a good thing to do. Right. Was it necessary for Anheuser-Busch to get involved? Hell no. Right. However, part of me does feel bad for this guy. Yeah. Right? Here's this guy. He's just a bro. And he, he's hanging out in... It, was it in Des Moines? I think they were in Wisconsin, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I think College Game Day was in Wisconsin that day. He's just a bro with a sign. And that's what people do at College Game Day. And his sign happened to kind of go viral. He was making a couple thousand dollars when he announced that he was going to donate the money to the children's hospital in Des Moines, Iowa. And that's when Anheuser-Busch, among other companies, I believe, started funneling literally millions of dollars into this guy's right. account. And that's when the Des Moines Register got the brilliant idea to look through the guy's Twitter history right. going back to high school. <laughs> right. So, like, yeah, don't be a racist on Twitter, but also, this guy didn't ask 
for any of this shit. Like, I, like he's just a dude holding a sign. Right, which he thought was funny. Which he thought was funny. And then he tried to do something nice when, like, right. <laughs> people yeah. started sending him money. I also agree that he probably didn't deserve, well, he didn't deserve to be famous in the first place. But, like, right. you know, I feel like there's kind of a different standard if you ask to be famous. Like, if you're trying to be famous and you're, like, you have to be held accountable for your racist tweets. But, like, this guy wasn't going to continue to be famous. Exactly. Right? He yeah. was going to fade into obscurity and become, like, a fucking, you know, trivia question or some shit. Not even a trivia question. He's just going to go work for, like, the plumbers union in Madison, Wisconsin. And... <laughs> right, because he can't even write. <laughs> life supply need replenished. <laughs> Um, yeah, but anyway, yeah. Right. I think, I think, I think the issue is he is actually someone not asking to be like, I, I judge someone like Josh Hader for his racist tweets, right? Right. Like here you are, you are actually a celebrity. You are actually a role model to some dude in Milwaukee, apparently, and right. so you should be held accountable for your racist tweets. Or at least you should hire an agent smart enough to know that when you get signed, you've got to wash your dumbass tweets from when you were 16. Right. That should not be the responsibility of every bro going to a, a college football game on a Saturday morning. Right. Yeah. But also don't tweet racist things. Right. Don't be a racist. Don't be a racist. Like... I don't feel sorry for the guy. I don't necessarily yeah. think that he should have had this plaster, but I don't feel sorry for him. Right. But yeah. The the funny thing is though is that this is just like a perfect example of what it's like. What this is like the success story of 2019, right? right. It's like And also like the hurricane of stupidity. Right. It's like you get famous for doing nothing. Yeah. People throw a shitload of money at you for no reason, and then boom, racist tweets. Like, if yeah. I was to, like, write a movie, like, this is, like, the movie that I would write. It's like, yeah. somebody doesn't do anything. For some reason, he goes flying around the internet, and people throw money at him, and then someone's like, oh, he said some racist shit when he was a kid, and then everyone hates him, like, just as fast. Because yeah. Yeah. this yeah. entire thing happened in the course of a week. This yeah. was like, this was like, he went, it was like seven days, for, it was 10 days from beer money sign on TV to I'm sorry I said some racist shit when I was 16 <laughs> years old, you know? And yeah. there's like $1.2 million in between yeah. that, you know what I mean? Which is like more money than we sent to the Bahamas after they got <laughs> fucking destroyed by the hurricane, you know what I mean? Well, let me say this, shout out to this guy because... After, and maybe this says something about the nature of celebrity, even instant celebrity, because after he got, you know, quote unquote exposed for his racist tweets, he straight up apologized for them. Right. In a way that I think a lot of celebrities have, you know, so-called real celebrities never apologize for the messed up shit that they do. Right. Like, this guy was like, yeah, I'm really sorry. It was bad of me. I'm still donating the money to the Children's Cancer Hospital, which is ought to be the real story. 
and now he gets to go back to living in his parents' basement. So good for him. <laughs> yeah. Ah, it's such a fucking joke, man. It's like, <laughs> it's like I now I know that we're working on our steampunk baseball novel, but yeah, I yeah, also I was now bring that up. I, I also now want to write this movie of like the story of the guy who like wakes up one morning and like his dog takes an extra large dump on the sidewalk, which he posts to Instagram, and then he gets thirty million dollars, and then it's like, <laughs> oh, racist post. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, moving on. Back That's to base. That's a good one now. That one's that going was... in the archives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll archive that one. That's that'll last forever. All right, back <laughs> to baseball. The Milwaukee Brewers clinched the final National League playoff spot on Wednesday night after they defeated the Cincinnati Reds 9-2, and the Cubs lost to the Pirates 2-4. This has completed an epic collapse by the Northsiders, who have lost a season record eight games in a row to the Reds, the Cards, and the Pirates. So, Sam, question. Is this the end of the Cubs dynasty and its single World Series championship? I'm going to go with yes. Okay. Um, because the cubs ownership we talked about this at the beginning of the season right the cubs ownership has started pumping the brakes on the uh spending yeah because they've got to win the governorship of nebraska right exactly yeah um so i think that yes i think that after this season we're gonna see either a quick or a prolonged dissembling of this cubs uh team yeah Uh, it's the team's getting a little older um, and they're not looking to spend any money. And I think that, uh, yeah, I think the, I think that the Cubs are going to stay in third place in the NL central for a while. Let me take a victory sip real quick. Yeah. This has been one of my favorite weeks of this entire baseball season. A week ago, the Cubs had over a 70% chance of making the playoffs. And then they dropped, that was after one loss, then they dropped seven in a row, which they have not done the entire season. Five of those seven games were one-run losses. You know who is the uh, GOAT, not in the term of the greatest of all time, but in the old school term of GOAT? Right. As in the dude that you kick when you lose a game? Right, the first garbage. Yeah, Craig Kimball. Yeah. Yeah. That guy has been T-R-A-S-H trash. And all I've got to say is my favorite force in the world of sports is schadenfreude. And as a White Sox fan, I have just been filled with schadenfreude this entire week. And it has right. been glorious. Right, and you need that because the yeah. – Cubs haven't. I mean, the White Sox haven't given you much to be happy about lately. No, we're still we're still like twenty games worse than the Cubs. Right, you're yeah. like in Red Sox territory. Yeah, I've been having a fine season. I think the the difference is living up to expectations or not. Right. Well, the Cubs' expectations weren't to win the division this year, were they? 
Not according to all the statisticians. Right. They were, like, performing above expectations until just barely, it seems like. Yeah, which is very strange. Like, it turns out the stats, the Pakoda predictions were all kind of right. But it took this epic collapse by the Cubs at the end of the season to make them right. Well, they lost Javi Baez, and then they lost Anthony yeah. Rizzo, and then they lost Chris Bryant. Like, and then they got Anthony Rizzo back just to spite you. Right, just to fucking yeah. piss me off. Yeah. 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 That's true. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, but I agree. Um, But who's going to rise in the NL Central? I mean, are the, are, are the Brewers going to stick around? I think the Brewers are ascending. I mean, they're still in the hunt for first place, and they might win the division this year. Right, right. Again. Uh, again. Yeah. Which would be two years in a row. Yeah. So. And the Cardinals? Wait. Yeah, they won last. Three years in a row? Did they win last year? Or did they yeah, lose they, that game? No, they won that game. They won game 163. They won the division. The Cubs had to play the wild card. The Cubs lost to the Colorado Rockies. Right. Wild card game. Because we had two game 163s last year. Yeah, we haven't talked about the Rockies. They were good last year. Why are they not good this year? They were not. They weren't great last year. But they made the Dodgers play a game 163 for the NL West title. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I would have never predicted that every playoff spot in the National League would be clinched, at least. It's not settled, but all five have been clinched before the AL playoff spots have been clinched. Uh, what are you looking up? I was just looking up these la- the end of last year. <clears throat> Oh yeah. What the the wild card is still up for grabs in the American League. Yep. Yeah. It's the division leaders two, are all clinched. Yeah, it's two out of three between the twi- uh the Indians, the A's and the Rays. Right. Um yeah, pretty wild. That's why they call it the wild code. Uh, I get it. Yeah. Also, um, write a letter to Major League Baseball. Why have they not done a advertising campaign featuring Thanos from the Avengers and his glove? And each gem is a different wild card spot because there were five of them. And once you like clench all the gems, then the playoffs and you can snap your fingers and everyone who doesn't make the playoffs gets dusted. Oh. Yeah. I like it. Think about it. (laughs) All right, we got three minutes. Do you want to talk about this last uh, topic? Uh, Yeah. Yep. Yeah, go for it. Read it to me. All right. All right, this is one's just for you, Joel, because I know you love this shit. Yeah, yeah. So just tonight, the Minnesota Twins uh, became the first team – in MLB history to hit 300 home runs in a season, which objectively, Joel, is fucking bananas. Uh, The Twins are kind of the poster child for the modern game, 
training everyone from prospects to grizzled veterans to swing for the fences, regardless of the situation. And it's worked because the Twins have clinched the the AL Central for the first time since 2010. So my question to you is how much do you love this? I don't. I don't love it. I don't love this at all. I feel like every single goddamn home run record in the year 2019 needs to come with a big fat asterisk. Like, every player is hitting more home runs than they did in the past. When literally everyone is doing better at something than they did last year, you know that the game has been fundamentally changed. And that drives me crazy. It drives me crazy that all these teams and all these franchises are advertising their record-breaking home run numbers when all that really is evidence for is pointing to the balls are juiced. Right. It, it, it makes me bonkers. Having said that, way to go, Twins. Like, I, don't, I really like the Twins. Like, if right. the game I is all... Already, for the Twins. Yeah. The yeah. If the game is rigged, you might as well be the best team to take advantage of the game being rigged. Right. Which is what they're doing. I also like that it's like, it's just like Little League, right? Everyone's just yeah. trying to hit a home run every single time. And yeah. it's like, there's no strategy. It's just like, go up there, swing as fucking hard as you can. And yeah. like, you know, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what the count is. Doesn't matter what the situation with the base runners is. You just swing for the fences. Literally like, anyone can be a baseball manager these days. Right. Right. Like, you, Strawberry, hit a home run. <laughs> I told him to do that. <laughs> That's all it is. That's yeah. all it is. Uh, I have tweeted that gift so many times <laughs> over the last six months. Yep. <laughs> That's basically it. That's basically it. So I did not go back and look up our preseason predictions, Sam. Okay. I'll do that. Um, we want to wait one more week before we see who was actually the most right and the most wrong. Well, I think that I had Milwaukee winning the Central. I remember that. Oh, yeah. I think I had them in the wild card, but I'm not sure. I had Tampa Bay winning the East, which was yeah, in the and I had the Red Sox winning the East. Yeah. I had the Dodgers winning the West. I think I had I the think Braves I, winning the East. I'm pretty I'm sure I'm the only one who had the Twins winning the Central. I think I also had the Twins winning Did you? Have, okay. Yeah. We'll have to look that up, because I'm curious. Yeah, we'll just have to look it up. What about the Oakland A's? Did any of us pick the A's to make the playoffs? I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. We'll have to figure that out. All right. Any last words before we take off? Nah. No. Uh, Red Sox 2019, bunch of bums. Red Sox 2019, bunch of bums. Make a t-shirt about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Yump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please uh, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. You can also check us out on SoundCloud. Give us a rating or a review. Even if you hate us, give us a rating and review. We will make fun of you on the internet. Follow us on all your social media applications. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. We have a Facebook page and also an Instagram 
account. For Sam, my name is Joel. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Turbo charge bars, slack cars on track, falling off game stars in these rap wars. Ain't nothing band aids won't cover. Touring with 7D coverage, live bands, two buses, my own cash.